Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Century Tournament of Champions 2021. It's a brand new year. We got a lot of fun bells and whistles in this show. Some new stuff, new production elements that we're really excited about. We hope you guys enjoy it as well. It's a really fun show. We do have a lot of good laughs. It's a good time. Okay. Uh, DB here. We're going to break down the Tournament of Champions, tell you what you need to know, who you need to know, who you need to play, who you need to avoid. We're going to talk about the sports betting side, outright picks, top 10s, top 20s. We're going to hit that first. Then we're going to get to the DFS portion, give you our favorite DFS plays on DraftKings and our fades. Good bit of disagreement there with me and Pat. We're going to get into that. Um, we got some announcements for content, some new content coming this year on tourjunkies.com as well as on the YouTube page. So you're going to want to listen and pay attention to know what's coming for that. We're also going to give away a $100 free entry to the Mayo Cup one and done with our friends at fantasynational.com. If you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, sign up for Fantasy National, which is our one-stop shop for stats, course history, uh, you know, recent form, tournament breakdowns, all the stats, all the information you need, PGA Tour data directly to Fantasy National. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, get that data, save you 20% off of any membership plan that you select. You're going to enjoy it. This show gets a little off the rails. I'm going to go ahead and admit it, but we have a lot of fun. We have some laughs. It's a good time. So enjoy the podcast, and uh, yeah, may your screens be green. What's going on, Golf Addicts? It's 2021. The Tour Junkies are back. What's up? I'm so pumped. Are you pumped? Pat? Boom! What else can I say? I'm wearing the shirt. Dude, Cannot I'm feeling wait. oily and like satiny in this jacket. It's so Look at that like, jacket. I feel like I'm, I've been on the bench like waiting to get in the game and now finally the break is over and coaches call me in and I'm running, you know, I'm pumped. Man, that is uh, some jacket right there. It's a beautiful man's jacket right here. Look at that jacket. Is that not a beautiful jacket? Is that Long shot season. Although this is probably not a long shot tournament that we're getting ready to break down the old Century Tournament of Champions podcast is what you've stumbled upon. If you're watching us, we are the Tour Junkies. I am your host, David Barnett, otherwise known as DB. The uh, handsome gentleman here with the slick back hair. It looks like he may have, you know, uh, may have committed some sort of act, uh, you know, against another man, against his will, possibly. But that's OK. Not there's anything wrong with that. His name is Pat Perry. He's my co-host, and dude, guess what? This is the sixth Century Tournament of Champions podcast that we will we have done. Six. That means we've been we are going on year six, hmm. my man. Can you believe that? It's amazing. It's amazing. But you know, I feel like after a strange and weird 2020 year and season, we're we're starting to normalize again here. And we're bringing all these new bells and whistles that I'm having to learn. Yeah, boy. Uh, for this for this show and i'm excited you start leaning back all of a sudden why are you like leaning back all the way you, you st- well because i'm in my new chair and in my new space which i'm not going to move the camera and show everybody because uh i don't want to mess up what i got going here but i just feel comfortable i feel comfortable in 2021 david and you're probably so further I'm, away from the microphone and sound like garbage, but I'm glad so you're I'm just That's fantastic. I'm just, uh, there we go. I'll get I'll scoot up and, and be more comfortable just for you. But okay, yeah, man. I'm excited about 2021 and this week's tournament. 
we got a big show tonight. It's going to be a fun show. We got a lot of things to cover, a lot of things to go over. For all of you watching us live on YouTube, thank you. You are a part of the show. And uh, this year in 2021, we got all these new bells and whistles Pat's talking about. We plan to make you an even greater part of the show live, and it's going to make for a better experience, I think. So if you're not watching us on YouTube, you need to get to YouTube. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you for the listen. But uh, you need to make, a, make an appointment to join us live. And, uh, you know, every Monday night around 8.30-ish, depending on when Pat gets his happy ass here, um, you know, make it a point to get here. And if not, watch on YouTube as well. It's a good time. But one of the things that is new this year, Pat, I want to get through this, is, you know, we got a secret weapon. We got us a secret weapon this year. Mm-hmm. He's behind the scenes right now. But I'm going to ask him to come out to the front. And that is producer Sam Kotler. What is up, Sam? Thanks, up, for, thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate it. Oh, no, this is awesome. Dream come true to be, to be in the wine cellar and the uh, tarmac with you guys <laughs> is uh, a dream come true. I mean, the wine I think cellar is way more fun, believe me, Sam. Probably it's, true. You know, I, they, they both seem fun. Equally fun. <laughs> Equally fun. We've been, uh, we've been working with Sam for almost a year now, uh, behind the scenes on some TJ stuff, but Sam's got a lot of experience doing stuff like this. He loves golf, loves golf gambling as well. We're not going to ask him for a lot of picks. He doesn't want to do that. But, you know, uh, Sam, you got a, got a good background. You know, what are you, like third-generation sports handicapper, sportsbook guy or something? <laughs> you always say that. That's sort of – that's close. You're on the right track. No, I come – my uh, family um, has been in the casino industry – for 40 plus years um also the golf business we own a golf property up in um can i plug shout out i mean no free ads but your producer sam so we'll let you go ahead yep mountain valley golf course up there in uh, barnesville pennsylvania give it a google um 36 hole golf facility i grew up working there um had a career in television and now here i am on youtube etc with you guys yeah Life comes at you fast, man. You had a career in television, and now you're doing this. I don't this know what to say. Sports betting uh, content is where it's at. Um, I've been a fan. Before I was your business associate, I was a fan of this show and uh, the community of golf nuts that you guys have assembled, and I love it, and uh, I'm excited yeah. to be more a part of it. And I'm in the nut hut, too. I've been, I've been vastly improving with all of the tips that – Many of you are giving me in the nut hut, so I appreciate it. Yes, you're you're kind of a you're kind of a taker in the nut hut, though. You know, we need we need you to give a little more. You're just you get in there and you take and you take. You need you to give a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, also you know, producer Sam, you know this. We we got to talk about podcast use to start oh, off 2021. Okay. And as, as since you're our guest and you're you know you're here you're, you're our guest and even though you're running the show, what is the podcast use of choice for you down there in the uh, the Props Network basement? You got. Well, this is a bucket list moment to be asked about my oh, podcast use um, from the real inventors of the transfusion, or not inventors, you know, the, those who brought it oh, to yeah. the internet. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a Blue Point toasted lager um, local okay. from here in Long Island. So cheers to you mm. guys. Nice. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sam's in, Sam's I'm in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I'm in Brooklyn. Anything else you need to tell us, Sam? Sam, are you married? Are you single? Are you looking for love? What What's the deal, Sam? Like, um what's i'm the, engaged what's the tinder to... bio say oh no <laughs> yeah no i've been engaged since before online dating uh mm. so i don't know about that but uh uh to a beautiful woman Brittany, who just discovered video game golf um oh, yesterday and is already kicking my ass at pga 2k and i think uh Ooh. 
I think this is good. I think she, in there. Yes. What a special lady. Yes. But I think this is good. This is a big step. And uh, yeah. soon she'll be hitting the course. So um, Sam is going to do a lot of things. He's going to run the show. He's going to run this the, the YouTube live. He's going to manage some comments on, on YouTube as they're coming in live as well as Twitch. Um, we're going to work in hotline bling a little bit more this year. Not, not today, not tonight, but this year we're going to work that in. Yeah. He's going to manage some voicemails from the listeners, some live call-ins potentially. You know, if you got a hot take, if you're a listener with a hot take or you got a really good idea or a question or something like that, we can bring those in. He's going to add some color, some questions to the show. Maybe if he thinks me and Pat are, you know, maybe we're getting lost on some ridiculous <laughs> tangent. Hopefully he can steer the ship. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be good to have Sam here, Sam Collar from the Props Network. Check out thepropsnetwork.com. Um, we've been working with these guys for a, a year now and love it. So you can find some of our content over there as well. It's good stuff. Thank you, producer Sam. Um, you may now go behind the scenes if you like. I'll, I know you don't like to be on camera. So. No, that was great. Uh, thanks, fellas. And I uh, look forward to chatting with all of you guys uh, in the chat. It's going to be good. Um, Pat, we got to tell the people about some content and what to expect this week and in the coming weeks for 2021. I'm excited about it. Uh, t- tonight or tomorrow, you're going to see the 10 facts. So the 10 facts are going to be out for the Century Tournament of Champions, as they will every week, usually late on Monday or Tuesday morning. You'll get my big balls betting card is continuing. Uh, that'll be out Tuesday with a revision on Wednesday based on some some things that we may see changing. That'll be out this week. And then I have a new article coming out, Pat. A new article I'm working on. It's going to be my monkey knife fight lock of the week. I'm going to find one prop bet on monkey knife fight that I think is the best prop bet on the whole website for golf that I think you can lock in. I'm going to give it a little a rating system as to how confident I feel. You know, I started playing monkey knife fight last uh, in the fall and hit like every single week except for one. There's a lot of dialogue in the nut hut um, with monkey knife fight as well. I think there's an edge to be had on monkey knife fight for golf. So I'm going to post that. That's going to be a short read. Easy money is what that's going to be. And you can sign up for an account at monkey knife fight wherever, basically wherever daily fantasy is permitted. So you don't have to wait on like legal sports betting to, to hit your state. But wherever it's, you know, DraftKings is permitted, you can probably play Monkey Knife Fight. And uh, promo code TOURJUNKIES gets you the deposit bonus, the maximum deposit bonus offered anywhere. So head over to Monkey Knife Fight. It's prop betting. It's fun. It's simple. And I'm going to find the best bet every week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump that. That'll be out Tuesday as well, or maybe Wednesday, depending on weather, tea time draw, stuff like that. Um, all that coming out this week. Chalk Bomb. We're going to get a bunch of emails and DMs about this. You know we are, don't you? We're going to get a bunch oh, of them. For sure. The Chalk yeah. Bomb is starting next week with the Sony. When we have a full field, you know, we're, we're going to do the Chalk Bomb. No Chalk Bomb this week, okay? But the Chalk Bomb is back. It's going to be just as killer as ever. Starts back next week. You're going to want to catch that. Also, we'll be in the Nut Hut chat every Wednesday night, of course, throughout the season. Uh, these West Coast events, I especially like, Pat, because I can get in there. If I miss Wednesday night, I can get in there on Thursday morning before the guys tee off and mix it up with some folks. So we plan on doing that as well. We've also got some uh, some new video content that I'm excited about coming to the YouTube channel. Um, Pat, I'll let you start with your plan because I really actually don't quite know. But um, why don't you start with your plan on, on the YouTube video? You kind of you know. I mean, I, I, I texted you about it. But, yeah, we are going to make some changes to the Fantasy Golf Sommelier 
So it is not going to be in written form anymore. It is going to be in video form, which I think opens up all kinds of possibilities. I mean, yeah, you you may see me in my bathrobe, you know, half naked. Oh. Like if you're in the nut hut, that's my picture. Um, you know, you may see that uh, during we're the trying video. To gain viewers, or what are we trying to do? We're trying to no, they love it. They love it. They love it. But yeah. but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a video version of the the FGS, the Fantasy Golf Sommelier. So we're gonna talk a little bit of wine. Okay. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm not gonna necessarily go with my favorite plays of the week, like the top guys. I'm gonna go with the stuff that I really like to do in the Fantasy Golf Sommelier. So that's gonna be your ten dollars specials. Okay, so your bottom bottom shelf specials, mm. your cheap plays that I like. I'm going to go with the Boone's Farm fade of the week. So oh, yeah. uh, Give me that Boone's Farm fade. Maybe I'll even uh, pour myself a glass of Boone's Farm while I talk about that. I don't really mm -hmm. want to do that, but I shouldn't have said that. I really, no, I'm not going to do that. But then I'm also going to do my favorite, and that's the Pop the Court play of the week. I will talk about that. That play, by the way, was just nails for the most part last, mm -hmm. last year. So... Toot, excited, yeah. excited, yeah. Toot my own horn there. Excited to do that for the video content. Is that what you were expecting me to say, or was there something that I didn't know hey, that you wanted me to talk about? I didn't know, man. I didn't know. I'm glad you said it. FGS on YouTube could only be a good thing. More pat on camera is always a good thing. Plus, your grammar and writing skills were way worse than you think of yourself. So, uh, it I probably don't know. Improved I our think SEO there are plenty of people that loved it. Plenty of people that I, I'm not saying writing. the content wasn't good. I'm just saying, like, from a you know grammar SEO standpoint, you're probably killing our website. So we'll probably be good now. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll come up on YouTube. The the last piece of content that'll come up on YouTube starting next week with the Sony is a new video from Chalk Bomb Ben. You're gonna get to see little little bald Ben, little Ryan Armor is what I like to call him. I love Ben. He's a smart guy. He's our our uh, our resident tour junkies, data nerd. So if you need to scratch that itch, if you're like, man, DB and Pat are just too stupid for me, and you need you need more data, Ben is your guy, okay? Well, Ben is also a great sports better when it comes to golf, and especially head-to-head -head matchups. So every Tuesday night as well on the YouTube channel, you are going to find Ben doing a video. Basically, he's going to walk you through his process. He's going to show things on Fantasy National. He's going to shop some sports books. He's going to go over some head-to-head -head odds. And he's going to give you his favorite plays of the week, favorite head-to-head -head bets, maybe three or four um, you know, bets and plays of the week. That's going to be on YouTube as well. Really excited about that one. Starts for the Sony. So the Chalk Bomb and, the, uh, and Ben's videos start for the Sony. Ten key stats are out now. Big Ball's betting card going to be out very soon, uh, Tuesday. And then my Monkey Knife Fight article is going to be out Tuesday or Wednesday. And Pat's going to have an FGS video this week, probably Wednesday, if I had to lay some money on it. I'd say that comes Wednesday on the YouTube channel. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. The big thing we got to cover right now, though, is the one and done, the massive one and done competition. And I know this feels like a lot of announcements, but there's a lot of stuff to get out the way. We'll get to the picks here very, very shortly. But one and done. This is the time of year where we all, we all start the new one and done contest. And our friend Pat Mayo and the Moose at Fantasy National have put together a brand new one and done contest. And it's the hottest thing on the internet since like Janet Jackson popped a boob out at the Super Bowl. I don't know. That's I feel like there's probably been some hotter things since that, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, that was that was a little random. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's one and done. So you pick one golfer every week, however much money they make, that gets credited to you. 
most money at the end of the year wins. Very simple. You pick one golfer. It's very, super simple. It's not complicated. Here's what you got to do. Uh, it's presented by Fantasy National. Our friends at Fantasy National, you can sign up, fantasynational.com slash TJ. Um, but with their affiliation with Sports Hub, it's a $100 entry, okay, $100 enter, five max. You can do five, up to five entries, $300,000 in guaranteed money. This is all legal, by the way. Sports Hub licensed and, and able to do this legally, so it's completely above board. $300,000 guaranteed money and $30,000 to the winner. $30,000 to first place, but it's a nice flat payout structure. So they pay out to the top 500 teams, and there's 3,300 entries. Now, it's as the time we're recording this, it's already like, like 2,500 entries. So if you want to get in, you better get in quick. And guess what? We have a free entry to give away right now, okay? Um, it starts next week for the Sony. So you got to get in. You got to get going. It starts for the Sony. It ends at the BMW. It's like 31, 32 events. Um, you go to fantasygolfchampionships.com to sign up. Sam, I think we have a caption for that. Fantasygolfchampionships.com to sign up. Now, you can check our Twitter. We'll tweet about it. Pat Mayo's Twitter. If you need help, let us know. We'll help you get in there. But we want to give away a free entry right now. We're going to give a free entry to this one and done worth $100. Okay. And you could win 30 grand with this very entry. To get the free entry, here's what you got to do two simple things. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching live, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you're not, Get out of here and go hit the subscribe button and then come back and keep listening. If you're already subscribed, step one is complete for you. Okay, there's about 2,400 subscribers. Let's get that number up. So step one, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tour Junkies on YouTube. Step two, on this video, on this video in YouTube, comment what you would do if you won the first place $30,000 prize. One thing you would buy. Just put one thing. One thing you'd blow your money on. Is it a long shot season jacket? Is it golf lessons for Pat? Is it a Grammarly subscription for Pat, maybe? Um, you could do all those things. You could be charitable with it. Comment one thing you would do if you won the $30,000 prize and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will pick a winner probably this weekend and let you know in the comments. So keep an eye out on your YouTube. You better act fast because we can't get a hold of you. You've got to get it to somebody else because it's going to get moving here for the Sony. So that's how you get a free entry into the Mayo Cup one-and-done challenge presented by Fantasy National and Sports Hub. Really excited about the one-and-done. Now, listen, we suck at one-and-done, so we don't plan on giving any advice to one-and-dones, except for, like, if if we happen to, like, fall over something and give advice, don't take it, probably. Um, we may talk about it in the Nut Hut. I bet we will. But And we're playing in it. We're going to play in it. So there's already free money on the table. It's basically, you know, overlay right now on the, on the table. Yeah, because you're taking our money. Yeah, so that's it for that. I think we're good. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to the course breakdown. Then we're going to go into our sportsbook first look for the Century Tournament of Champions. And then we're going to get into the DFS picks, and we have a, a chunk and run tonight. That's our annual tradition every first episode of the new year. We're going to talk through our resolutions that we completely and utterly failed at in 2020. Failure. And then we're going to talk about new resolutions for 2021 that are golf-related and non-golf-related. That's at the very end. But for now, let's get to the course breakdown with Mr. Pat Perry. And I need to take a drink of my, my – I didn't even mention my podcast juice. Wild Leap. Vodka. Not straight out of the I didn't mention mine either. I'm just going with we the We got little, Sam's and didn't get ours. Yeah, I'm going with a little yingling. Little, 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 you know, just, just some yingling brew today. Very plain, but it's what I had. Okay. 
All right, um, let's get into the course. We're at the plantation course at Kapaloo. It is a par 73. Yes, you heard that correctly, par 73. Very unusual on tour. We only have maybe a couple of those. Playing almost 7,600 yards. Uh, this is a core and Crenshaw uh, design, or they restored this course in 2019. No major changes, though, since then. We've got 42 players in the field this week. No cut. We've got Bermuda grass, tee to green, and these these greens pretty much roll true to form as far as Bermuda is concerned, but they're not particularly quick at all. As a matter of fact, they'll be just over 10 on the stint meter, so really pretty uh, pretty benign greens, relatively flat. Um, there are four par fives on this course, and, and pretty much, well, three of the four are definitely reachable in two for these guys, and so, so they have got to score on, on the par fives. I think that's very important. So... This year for the course his, or the course breakdown, I really just want to talk about the main things you got to do to play well. I'm not going to get all into every single hole and all this kind of crap and whatever else, too much detail. I just want you guys to know and gals to know what you got to do on this course to be able to score and play well. And here, it is definitely crushing those par fives. These are easy to hit fairways. These are easy to hit greens. So... I like the Bombers this week. I think they're definitely going to have a huge advantage on this course. Um, so that's something I'm definitely looking at. I do think with the way these greens are, with this being kind of a resort-style course, that, you know, I think proximity means something this week. If you look at the stats, oh, year in and year out. One episode in, we're already at proximity. Didn't, didn't, didn't we have, like, Kisner debunk the proximity care. stat? You had all kinds of care. We, we've gone through I don't this, care what Kiss right said. I don't care what Kiss said. If you look at the stats last year, Sam, everybody in the Sam, top. That graphic that I made, that, that chop graphic that I made, this is a perfect time to throw that in there with Pat and his proximity BS. Go I'm ahead. Saying, Continue, Pat. If you look at the last years, they everybody who's done well here checks the box in proximity. So I think that's important this, this week. But look, I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee. I'm looking at strokes gained approach. Those are the two my main stats. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh I made God. that myself. Made that myself. That is uh, what in the hell is that? That's the girl from uh, the Ozarks, <laughs> Ruthie. Oh, that's Ruth from the Ozarks. Yeah. Uh, look at you. Look at that man. That's that's good. Thank you, Sam. Okay. Anyway. Listen, okay, listen, I, I like opportunities gained, which is your fantasy national proprietary stat that, that, you know, indicates how close guys are hitting if they're giving themselves the birdie opportunities. I like that better than your proximity. I like strokes gain approach better than proximity. We've talked about the flaws in the proximity stat, but okay, I'll let you work with it. Well, I agree wait, with you. wait, 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 let me get back to my course breakdown. Well, hurry up. I haven't gone over to you yet. I just said I, my favorite two stats are strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach. I'm not saying – I'm just saying you can look at proximity. Whenever I bring up proximity – I mean, you can only, look at – It is only at. because it's something I think you can look at this week as, as mattering, okay? I don't care what anybody says about it. I really don't. Okay. I think it matters. And I like opportunities gained. I was just about to say that. I think that – and the scoring stats are huge. If you look at this, this course every year, these guys just literally just destroy it, except for last year because we had a lot of wins. And that's going to – I think that's going to play a factor the first day if you look at the win. Outside of that, it looks pretty bad. Uh, it looks like Sunday could be too. I looked at it. Maybe it looks like Sunday, Sunday could get a little breezy, yeah. But the first day looks the, the breeziest for sure. Um, so there you go. Got to score this week. Got to crush these par fives. Approach off the tee. Yeah. Um, 
strokes gain approach, big deal. Opportunities gain, huge deal. Putting on Bermuda, yep. Um, everybody's going to hit greens and reg here. I don't think scrambling matters. I don't think driving accuracy matters. If you if you got problems with hitting greens and you're scrambling, you're screwed already from the get-go. Um, I do think by design, this course is supposed to play a little firmer. The fairways are supposed to play a little firmer than they did last year. Um, so, I, you know, it's going to be a wedge fest. It's going to be a lot of guys hitting wedges. It's a wedge fest. It's a scoring, making the putts, kind of, you know, hitting it close. I do like, I, I tend to lean to the bombers, but there are a few shorter hitters that I think are really good wedge players that are aggressive and that can score birdies in bunches uh, that I also like. You know, last year you mentioned you saw JT win at 14 under. We've seen Jordan Spieth win this thing at 30 under. I, I think that with the really windy day that we're looking to see on Thursday, and we'll see if that changes, but as of Monday night, like you mentioned, Thursday's looking to be really windy. I did notice that Sunday looked to get up there as well, like winds over 15, 17 miles an hour. If that maintains, I think winning score maybe gets to 20, maybe, but I don't think it cracks 20. So I, I don't think about that number. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's gonna be a 25 under 30 under like we see a lot, but I do think it's going to, it's going to be more scoring than what we saw last year. Um, big key for DFS, obviously no cut. So, you know, it, this is a, and there's only 42 players and most people aren't going to play like three guys. So like, it's going to be really tough to differentiate your lineups. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's what you're going to have to do. That's key. Um, but yeah, it, it's as fun. And, and you have the whole, like, I think there's a factor to this tournament that is like, you know, aggressiveness and, and um, some course knowledge here. Our friend Adam Hayes, caddy to John Rom, who just made the big announcement. He changed to Callaway, which I think is a terrible decision, but whatever. Um, our buddy Adam Hayes, caddies for John. Adam told us last year about this golf course. He said, you know, first timers can do okay, but I don't think they can do great because they don't realize how aggressive they have to be from the jump here. And and the wind also can play tricks on you. So there is a little bit of this course knowledge that comes with Kapalua that I do think is important. Now, there are a couple there's some really good first timers in this field, as as we've seen, you know, not just winners from 2020, but also your your East Lake finalists um make it in this field. But guys like Victor Hovland, who's obviously a winner, but Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, those guys, some really good players in here that are first timers, but from a win equity standpoint. You know, history would say it doesn't quite work out that way at Kapalua, and we've got a veteran caddy that would agree uh, that you need to have a little bit of course knowledge here, understanding the wind, and also just be aggressive from the jump. But we also know that a lot of these young guys are aggressive from the jump no matter what. So, Yeah, that's um, the new guys is they're always – they've just kind of – traditionally, lately, we're seeing them be very aggressive from the start. Yeah, and I, man, let me tell you this though. I had a I had an aggressive dog one time. His name was Otis. This is real. real. This is real. His he was his name was Otis. He was an English bulldog. He was aggressive. But um, anyway, that that's just a really brutal transition to our latest sponsor, which is Otis Wealth. You know, and we're there. I'm proud that Otis Wealth chose to sponsor our podcast because look, you know, if you want to own something, some of y'all need to just own some stuff. You need to have something in your name, right? Like all you got in your name is like a cell phone bill. You need to own something mm -hmm. with some value, right? And Otis helps you own small shares of some cool stuff. And I think it stands for like, you know, I'm not sure where they got the name Otis, but I think it stands for like, you know, own this elusive sliver of something. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, it's a, it's a elusive something. But you can I like, own a like own this elusive stuff. Yeah, own the like, own some elusive, elusive stuff. Elusive own doesn't this. start with an I, does it? Oh damn! <laughs> it start with an E. 
I'll talk about your Grammarly subscription. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, moving on. It's an investment platform. Makes it possible for anyone to invest in shares of cultural assets like art, rare collectibles, sports cards, memorabilia, sneakers, comics, more. Like right now, I was looking today. You can own an, the, the first issue of an X-Men X-Men comic. First issue. And it's $75 a share. You know how much that thing was uh, sold or valued at the last time they checked? This is real. $135,000 for a comic. But it's out there. If you want to say, I own a little piece of this. I own a little piece of Cyclops and a little piece of, yeah, that little piece of Cyclops is, uh, you know, thigh muscle right there on that comic. I own that. I bought that share. You know what I mean? You can print a picture of it and put it in your house. You can't have the comic, but you could do that. Uh, you just download the app. You sign up for free. New assets dropped in the app weekly. You can buy shares. You can also sell the shares once they once they become uh, available to share. You can earn a potential return if Otis sells the underlying asset. Um, it's a good it's a good deal. And right now, Otis is offering a free investment share to our listeners of the Tour Junkie Show. All you have to do is go to withotis.com/tour and sign up to get your first share for free when you fund your account. So with w i t h otis.com/tour, fund the account. Get uh, get you a little sliver of Cyclops's little, you know, his uh, his leg muscle or something, you know, something you got to pick, you get a little piece of that, a little Wolverine claw right there. You you own that. You bought, you paid one hundred fifty dollars. You got two shares. You got two claws. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Get that on Otis. Has got an app. You can go online, check it out. Pretty cool. We appreciate Otis for uh, for sponsoring the show. Let's get to the sportsbook picks, Pat. Um, you know, you got to start with, uh, I mean, the betting favorite right now, right, is uh, is the guy. He's the man. He's the man in the streets. It is Dustin Johnson. What's he like, six to one? Um, he's your betting favorite, rightfully so, man. Uh, he's big. He's big. Big Dick DJ Johnson. You know, he's been doing his thing on the boat with Paulina. Dude, do you remember? Um, I just, you, have you seen? You haven't seen this, but on TikTok, there's these things going around that say like tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are or tell me like how you know your man won't cheat on you without telling me your man won't cheat on you. You do like, yeah, I see that on Twitter too. I see it on okay. Twitter. I just had this thought. <laughs> this is, this is like a eighties. This is like a eighties, nineties kid thing. You remember those, uh, remember those t-shirts back in the day that called big Johnson. Remember that brand, that clothing? <laughs> yeah. Brand? <laughs> yeah. Sam, here's, I'm gonna stretch you. I'm gonna stretch producer Sam real quick. He didn't know this was coming. See if you can Google a picture of uh, Big Johnson clothing, Big Johnson T-shirts or something, and see if we can throw that on the screen. It was definitely a thing in the South. I mean, if you lived above the Mason-Dixon line, you never saw this. But they had these T-shirts, man, that were like – they were like cartoon drawings, and all the women had like bikini tops and huge boobs. And it yeah, was called the yeah. Big Johnson clothing line. When I was a kid, like I wasn't allowed to have one. I wasn't allowed to have one of those shirts. It was inappropriate. But I had buddies that had them, and guys wore it at my school. But I remember like, dude – you know, back in the day, you called your wiener a Johnson. You know, nobody calls it that anymore. Like Johnson's an old school. That's a that's a classical term for your wiener. You know, nowadays. But you used to be able to call it that. I mean, I would meet people whose last name was Johnson and immediately think of wieners in that T-shirt. Or if you saw a bottle of shampoo, Johnson and Johnson, you that's what you thought about. But now you don't really think about that. But I was thinking DJ is really the Big Johnson of 2021. He was the Big Johnson 2020. He's the Big Johnson of 2021 coming into this thing. That's why he's the favorite. But the Big Johnson clothing brand was a, I mean, that was a, that was a hitter. Did you have a Big Johnson t-shirt? You probably weren't allowed to as a member of Augusta Country Club. 
I did not have a big Johnson, but I know what you're talking about. But you, I oh, you didn't have a big Johnson. <laughs> you no, just want to go a, ahead and confess that in front I of everybody. Did not have a big Johnson <laughs> T-shirt. The big Johnson T-shirt. You said I did not uh, have a big Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's probably some members at Augusta Country Club that had them that weren't that didn't want to let them out. You know, you didn't want to let them out in the wild. They wore them like around the. They wore them around the house. They wore them to cut grass if their if their yard was gated. Why is it like the the the, Augusta, the club oh, has to do it. anything? It's Sam getting it. I mean, I there it is. There it is. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Move the uh, move the caption there. Always get a nut off. <laughs> You've got big John. That's it, dude. There are these cartoon T-shirts, dude. You can buy that on eBay. Yes, sir. Yeah, these cartoon T-shirts you could get. Oh man, there were so many of them. And you would go to like a different town. You go to a mountain town, and you'd have you know some mountain town would have their own Big Johnson shirt, or you know, oh dang takes me back anyway i'm not betting dj i, w- I would never bet dj at six to one but I, he's definitely the favorite for sure um i'll stop talking about big johnson now pat uh if you had a hundred dollars if you had a hundred dollars and all you all you could do is bet on one guy th- hey thank you sam by the way for bringing that up that's that's uh that's, that's sharp man that's why they, that's why we're paying you the big bucks um Pat, if all you have is a hundred dollars and you had you had to lay it down on only one golfer, only one, in hopes of a return, who are you betting on? Mm. As he takes Next a week. sip of his jingling. Yeah, a um, hundred dollars. Because this is kind of like you, you, you're kind of thinking through win equity. You're you're you know you got one bet. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking win equity. You're thinking win equity, so it's probably a shorter guy, but but it may not be DJ at six to one. Like you, we want a little bit of value. Like what's it going to be? I, you probably hate this. I'll go Bryson. Oh my god! For real? <laughs> Bryson this is a wedge is gonna... contest, man. Bryson is going to suck here. This is a wedge competition. So. He sucks with wedges. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think he, we're seeing a different Bryson now. I don't, and I'm not looking at you know two years ago or whatever he was last year. Here, I, I don't. I think Bryson. I don't care I think about Bryson's going to destroy, destroy this course. I think he's going to destroy this course. What's his? What's his? What are his odds? What? What is he at? Eleven to one. He is fifth as far as odds are concerned. Um, Bryson. Wow. Okay. I think I would go. I think I, and you know, I don't, I don't like to bet the short numbers, but if I could only put a hundred dollars on a bet and I had to give me one name, this is very close between JT, but I think I would actually go Xander at 10 to one. Xander's a winner here. Should have won last year. Should have won in the playoff last year. Um, Fantastic iron player here. Great record here. And I don't know, like, I, I always talk myself at a tournament like this. It's the first event back. It's tough to go off a recent form because you don't know what these guys have been doing. You're, you're kind of thinking through mindset as they get to, you know, as they get to Kapalua, as they get to Hawaii. Like, what are they doing? What's the mindset here? I just feel like Xander's a hungry, a hungrier dog right now. I think JT is fully capable of obviously winning this thing as he's proven. But I just feel like Xander is uh, – and he did just have the coat. He did just have the Rona, so keep an eye out on that. But you know, I, I still think this is a place where he looks back last year and thinks he let another one slip through there a little bit. Um, but I, I love the play here, and 
you know, I'll take the 10 to one. So if I had a hundred dollars and that's it, that's, that's where I'm going. What are some other shorter numbers that you're looking at? By well, the way, 10 to one on points bet is the, is the, the better line that I've seen on Xander. Well, if, if I'm going a little bit shorter, um, you know, I like, I like some uh, Patrick Reed. Okay. He's at 20 to one. I think he's a good bet this week. We saw him in the playoff, uh, last year here and um so i think that you know Reed could have another you know again it was different conditions but still i mean the guy is uh third in the field in par five scoring you know he putts well in bermuda so i think patrick reed is a good bet there at 20 to one you know also a little bit shorter too i like uh i like cantley you know he's 18 to one on the drafting sportsbook mm-hmm. um i think i saw him at 17 to one on points bet so i think cantley is another guy that could this is this is a good course for him so as far as like you know you're you're less than kind of 20 to one 25 to one guys I, those are those are two that really stand out to me dude we are clearly um not on the same page that uh to start that's okay. off the show. that's okay that's yeah, perfectly fine um, I think I will go with Weber at 18 to one. Um, I like him in the windier spots. I like him. If it's not, I like Weber all the way around. I like Webb Simpson 18 to one on bet MGM. If you can get on there, that's the better number that I've seen so far. Um, and then I'll go with, uh, you know, it seems kind of silly, but Tony Finau at 25 to one is tough for me to pass up. I, I think Finau has got the you know he's got the ball striking ability here um he can he can score i think he's going to be comfortable here i think he probably is thinking to himself i really shouldn't be here but i'm thankful to be here because he hasn't won an event that qualifies him to get here in the last few years so um i don't know i, I it's going to be tough for me i'm i'm kind of becoming a sucker for tony finau winning some of these tournaments because I just feel like it, it's got to happen. I, I don't see Finau being this one-hit Puerto Rico open curse guy. Like, Victor broke the curse, right? Hovland broke the curse there, but I just don't see that happening. I think Finau's game is too strong. I think his, uh, you know, I, I don't love that he, he hasn't really shown the killer mentality on a Sunday. He's definitely had some poor Sunday rounds, but I think he can overcome that. I think he will. 25 to one is interesting there. And then I would say another like shorter numbers. I like Daniel Berger at 30 to one love Berger on Bermuda. I think he's going to be another one that's kind of like Xander. I think he's even more so. I think, I think Berger's going to be pretty, pretty hungry coming into here. He sits 96th in the FedEx cup right now, which I know FedEx cup, like talking about the FedEx cup right now is just silly, right? Like it's dumb. There's so many events between now and then. However, I do think there's something to, you know, a guy coming here, He's getting free, a free shot at points, a free shot at money. Just finish four rounds, you do your thing, and you just got to be thinking to yourself, like, all right, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really get to do much in the fall. You know, there's some guys up here that are, you know, freaking Stewart Sinks, like top five in the FedEx Cup right now. Like, what are we doing? Let's get it moving, right? I feel like there's got to be some of that. That's like, let me take advantage of this situation and, and let's go at it. Um, so I like, I like Berger uh, from the ball striking standpoint. I like the value at thirty to one. And I got a pretty good Burger radar, you know. I mean, we hit Burger at seventy to one at the Schwab, the first event back after the Rona uh, quarantine deal. So I got a good Burger radar. So I like him at thirty to one. Yeah, I actually Burger was one of the ones that I liked as well. So I'm totally with you also on that one. I like Scotty Scheffler at forty to one. I think this is going to be a huge year for Scheffler. Um, 
I do too, but I don't I don't like the win equity first timer here. And he's just been a little he's been a little inconsistent. Like I I and I think that again, we talked about really talented first timers that are in this field that that are aggressive or whatever. I would rather bet the shorter Victor Hovland in ter- if I was gonna bet one. But um I don't know. Sky's been a little inconsistent. You gotta admit, he's been a little inconsistent. Yeah, he has, but I still just look, I mean They've had a decent amount of break. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you could talk about first-timers and whatever else. I, I don't know. I, I'm not really buying that a whole lot. I think he – I just think in general he's going to have a good year, but I also think he could he could really play well in this course. I like Scheffler at 40-1. to 1. Um, I don't mind Hovland either. As a matter of fact, we'll, we, I'll probably talk about him in a little bit here when we get into the DFS picks. Uh, going pretty long, though, at 90-1 to 1 on the DraftKings Sportsbook, I'm going to go with my boy, and here's another first-timer here because he's never won before until this past year, and that's Joe, Jason Kokrak. Get him at 90-1. to I like him on this course. I think that's a good number. So I'll go with a little Kokrak uh, if we're talking hmm. less than 100-1. to Okay, so you're not buying the Adam Hayes first-timer narrative very very much, are you? Not, not a whole lot. I'm not going to let it dictate – like control the way I want to no, play that or play DFS or whatever. I get that. Um, okay. I don't I don't love I don't love Kokrak here. Um I do like I do like Kokrak in general. Uh I really, really, really love Joaquin Neiman at forty mm. to one. I played here that. last year for the first time. I believe he finished fifth, maybe seventh last year. Uh where'd he finish? He finished fifth last year's first time out. Yeah, I love him if it's windy, especially great wind player. Low, low flights it down low. Um, good, solid iron play. I think I think Neiman took a took a step last year as a player, and I think he takes another one this year. He checked. He's top five in this field, even in this strong field. He's top five in driving distance, strokes gained off the tee over the last twenty four rounds. He's not terrible on Bermuda. He's not fantastic, but he's not terrible. Um, Strokes gain approach. He's you know he's top third of this field kind of. So uh, I, I like Neiman at forty to one. I like that equity that that win equity there. And then I get a little bit longer before we get into the really the, the bombs. By the way, Neiman's on points bet. That's a better option. I, I like our boy Kiss at sixty six to one. You know, I, I talked about a few minutes ago a few short knockers, shorter hitters that I think could win here. And Kiss is definitely one of the shorter players in the field, but one of the best wedge players in the field. Very comfortable putting on Bermuda. He's got some. Uh, he's got some experience here around Kapalua. It's not a. Uh, let's see, where's where's old Kisner at? You know, fourteenth last year, seventeenth in twenty eighteen, ninth in twenty sixteen. You know, nothing to like be super pumped about. But um, I think his listen again. It gives you the wedge play. It gives you the Bermuda, um, and. He he's a good good player in windy conditions. If you gotta grind it out, if this thing becomes like you know where a couple of the rounds are really like patient grinded out rounds, that can be kiss. But we also know like he didn't get the hashtag who lit the kiss for nothing. He could get hot if he's on. He can fire at pins. He's very aggressive from a, a mentality standpoint. He's an aggressive player. Uh, I think he'll want to take advantage of this opportunity. And I like him. He's at sixty six to one is the best number I've seen, and that is on BetMGM for kids finally before i get into the triple digits here um last i checked and i think this number is going to get going to be shorter if it's not already but last i checked on 
points bet, Cameron Champ was 70 to 1. And I really like the equity, the win equity on Cam Champ here at 70 to 1. Um, you know, absolute nuts the golf ball off the tee. Hits it as far as anybody. Finished 14th last year, 11th year before that. So third time around, Kapalua probably feeling a little more comfortable, understands a little bit more what he's got to do. But you talk about checking boxes. I mean, Cam Champ checks a ton of boxes, you know, and he's coming off a 19th place finish at the Masters, an eighth at the Zozo, top 10 at the PGA in a big field, strong field. So I think Cam Champ is is a player to uh, to look for. And, and if you look at his his putting splits, the only surface where he's positive on putting is Bermuda. Now it's not by much, but it is the it is the only surface where he's in the positive. And I think seventy to one is a big number for a two time winner on tour that's competed in a couple of majors that has a ton of distance. And you know it's all about really can he can he get his wedges dialed in um, and make a couple putts. So I really like that about Cam Champ. Who do you think's the most overpriced? player in the field so you're looking at shorter numbers you know who do you think you just look at and you're just like man there's that's just that's way too short for that guy shouldn't be that short um i'm putting you on the spot here yeah you're putting me on the spot here i i yeah i'd probably say and i hate saying this because i i love his play, but I, I might say more cow at 25 to one. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't hate that actually. I mean, I don't hate that call. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I he think just, he just hasn't really been all that great lately. Um, I, think, he, I think Cantlay's a little short. I don't like Cantlay. You mentioned Cantlay um, 18 to one, not checking the boxes at all with his irons uh, at the end of, at the end of 2020. Um, pretty pretty rough there. Does doesn't check the box putting on on Bermuda. Now he did finish fourth year last year, fifteenth in another attempt in twenty eighteen. But I don't know from an iron play standpoint, just overall consistency. If you look at his recent finishes, um, you know he won the Zozo, which is fantastic. But he also finished thirty eighth at the CJ Cup, short man of you know short field event. Didn't do much at the U.S. Open, missed the cut at the Northern Trust, didn't do anything at the PGA. I don't know. He's like. He hadn't been quite the same since late summer, um, other than the win. But I, I don't know, eighteen to one when you've got guys behind him. I mean, I think Reed is a better option. Uh, Webb, I like better. Um, I like Hideki. I like a lot of guys behind. You know, behind him. So I think I think Cantlay's probably the overpriced guy for me. Um, any bombs? Any triple digit bombs you like? I got one in here, and I think I think this is just a a, a price that I'm not sure. I, well, I can understand it, but I think he could easily be shorter, and that's Sebastian Munoz. And now look, he's another guy. This is a, you know you want to talk about his first time or whatever. I, I like 150 to one is a big number. I mean, 150 to one for that guy is a big number. A guy that yeah, we've like seen it. play very solid this entire year and had a great first masters. I mean, he was in contention for a little while. Um, you know, definitely has plenty of length off the tee, you know, good approach game. I mean, I think, I think that's a good number for him. So I like, if I'm talking bombs, you know, he, you know, getting him at 150 to one, I think is a pretty good number. Yep. 
Um, I had Munoz written down. Completely agree with you there, 150 to one. I think right there with him, Blanto Griffin at 150 to one uh, is another one that I would look at. You know, hits it far enough. Definitely an aggressive, aggressive player. Um, Putts pretty, pretty good. Can score on par fives. Um, yeah, I think Lanto is uh, is definitely at play here. And actually, I think yeah, Lanto played here last year, so this is the second time around he finished thirteenth, one hundred fifty to one in a forty two man field. I think that's a big number. Um, and then I think you got you you got to throw a little bit of like a like a you know a quarter unit on Martin Laird at two fifty mm. to one, who we just saw win um, back in the fall. Actually, took some money right out of our pocket because I think we had uh we had we had somebody that he stole that from, but if you, if you look at it, he checks he checks the boxes. I mean, great iron player. He's notoriously a good wind player. Uh, Martin Laird can definitely play in the wind, but he just won in October. So like a lot of these guys we haven't seen since even the Masters, right? So he 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 uh, he won in October. He also played the RSM. He sucked. He played the Houston Open. He sucked there, but um, he played here in twenty. I want to say he played in like twenty twelve, and he was runner up. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, that was a long time ago, but 250 to one for a guy who won in October and is a ball striker, can play in the wind, you know, throw a little $4 on there or something. I don't know, like throw, throw a little something on there. I think Martin Laird is worth, uh, is worth a look at that. And actually looking at some top tens, uh, if you look at BetMGM, Lonto and uh, Lonto's five and a half to one on BetMGM as a top 10. Again, it's a 42-man field event. Sebastian Munoz is five to one as a top ten on BetMGM. I think those are interesting numbers to take there and add that to your betting card supplement. You know, maybe the the long shot aspect of it. And then I think ten to one on Martin Laird is a pretty big. I actually, I mean, I kind of like the ten to one. I, I kind of like Laird as a top ten as much as much as I like Lonto and Munoz, and I get them at twice the number. So um, all three of those on Bet uh, BetMGM is your top ten bets those are the longer numbers that i could find so there you go i guess uh one more top 10 would be ryan palmer at four to one just ryan palmer long hitter plays okay in the wind played here last year i think he squeaked in here last year because of the the Zurich classic team event four to one in a field of 42 he's you know popped up and had a runner up here and there i think palmer's interesting there uh as a top 10 that's it for me I got a couple in here, just in top 20, actually, you can get on DK Sportsbook. But, you know, I mentioned Sebastian Munoz. You can get him at, you know, one and a half plus 150 to finish in the top 20. I mean, I think that's a – look, he's got to beat 22 guys, okay? So, whatever. I think he could easily finish in the top 20. You get plus money there. Also, the Swafficer, Hudson Swafford, you can get three to one on him to finish in the top 20. I like oh, that man, as well. Don't tempt me with Swafficer. You can actually get plus money on him to finish in the top 30. He's at plus 110. So all he's got to yeah. do is beat 12 guys. 12 guys. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So there you go. All right. We got to move along here. We got to move quickly. Um, let's get into the DFS side, Pat. Let's talk a little bit of DFS for the Century Tournament of Champions. This DFS portion brought to you by our friends at Wine Access. Now, listen, okay, we all know Pat's a huge wine lover. I I like some wine, okay? I didn't know how much I like some wine until Wine Access sent me some freaking awesome red blend wine that I finally like and I can actually afford. But um, Wine Access, 
our friends, you, you know, some of you guys, y'all need to impress somebody. You know, you need to impress. I talked about it earlier. You need to impress a person, a lady, maybe. If you're one of the two ladies that listens to us, maybe you need to impress your man, um, you know, with with some some good wine and like you know something about the wine, right? So that's why we're excited to share wine access. It's the best place to restock your collection. Pat, you know, you just got some. Have you found have you found a bottle you like? A little little tip you want to give the listener? You're the sommelier here. Well, you know, they actually, and I got to bring up a rosé. Uh, oh they actually right, sell now we're rosé. People. And uh, it, it's called Lorenza. And let me just tell you, this, this God. place is this place is fantastic because they give you some some notes, some tasting yeah. notes. They send you a card with the they wine. That you long, get. Oh, I like this part because I never know. They tell you how long you should leave the bottle, like once you open it, how long you leave. Yeah. They, they yeah. tell you how long. That's pretty cool. They give yeah. you some tasting notes so you can act like if you're like with some, if you're bringing it out at a party, you can like talk about it like you're smart or something and you yeah. know your wine. So that's really cool. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's a fantastic site. And the, the wine they sent was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as a matter yeah. of fact, I, w- I wanted to save the bottle and bring it here, but I, I drank it so fast, I think I threw it away. I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, anything you order, you get 100% money back guarantee. If you don't like it, you can get your money back. Uh, they get wines from places that a lot of local stores can't get. They make it easy for anyone. They make it easy to drink well. If you're a beginner or a connoisseur, whatever you got, starting at like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, all the way up to triple digit wine bottles, if you want that. They're curated by a decorated team of in house professionals, and they have a master sommelier on staff that picks wines, that, that knows these wines, not like a fake sommelier like Pat, but a master sommelier. They tell you the story about the wine, they tell you everything you need to know, and you get the world's most renowned wines and under the radar winemakers as well. And they source them a lot of times. They can source them directly from the wineries themselves, so they don't have to. They don't have the middleman. They cut that out. What I also love about it is you can shop on the website by occasion, or by category, or by pairing. Because a lot of times, like that's what I don't know. I'm like, okay, I need a bottle for some love making. You know, like tomorrow or next weekend on a Friday, I'm I plan on making some love. Like, what kind of wine do I need? I, you can shop that. Maybe not exactly that category, but around there. You know what I mean? You could say, you know, I'm pairing this with a, a ham sandwich. You know, what kind of wine should I have with this ham? This cut of ham, and you can get that. So it's really easy to filter and, and figure all that out on the website. So you go to wineaccess.com/tour. Uh, it's going to be pretty good. We know you're going to love it. So we've worked with an exclusive offer, and our listeners get 20% off their very first order. 20% off your first order. Go to wineaccess.com/tour. And your discount will be applied at checkout. Don't wait. Go right now. Wineaccess.com slash tour for 20% off. We appreciate Wine Access for kicking it with us for the next, like, three months. They're, they're great people. Good folks over there at Wine Access. They read Pat's Sommelier article, and they thought we were a perfect pairing. You know, like like a red, yeah. a nice filet. You know, great mm-hmm. pairing. So that's what we're doing. All right, let's get to this. By the way, can I make a correction? Sure. I thought that I, I – I thought this in my head before I said it, but thanks to the you know the, the astute chat people that are now on the right side of my screen that I used oh, to never be able to see, uh, Sebastian Munoz did actually play here last year. He was T seventeen, and I believe it's now scrolled off my screen, but he was in a winning GPP lineup. So there you go. This is more reason more reason for my man Sebastian this week. There you go. Um, and that was his first time. 
another reason to go against this whole actually if i remember correctly so this is going to contradict our adam hayes statement but there were five first timers that finished t13 or better last year now again there were 30 33 people in the field so five first timers finished in the top third basically last year so it, it can happen it can definitely happen Yes, and uh, people chatting. Pat can finally see you now. He's never been able to yes. see you before. Now he can. So, <laughs> All you, know, you effers talking about me effers year last year. Abort your Pat jokes. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we got to get through the DFS side quickly. Right, let's here. go. Let's go. Let's talk 9K and above. Um, at the end of the day, you got to get the 9K range right. You also got to find some leverage here. You know, if you're talking GPPs, tournaments, 42-man field, uh, leave some salary on the table, okay? Be creative with your lineup construction. Leave some salary on the table if you're in a huge GPP. Don't get duped. And think through ownership. Ownership is going to matter almost as much as anything, actually more than anything, if you're playing in a large field GPP. Single entry, three max, I don't care if it's 2,000 people or 2,000 entries or more. That's what you got to think through is ownership. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with DJ. I'm not going to bet DJ, but I will play him in DFS. Um, I'll spend up on DJ. I like some names in the 6K range. I think I can pair them just fine. Uh, I think last year, actually, the, the perfect lineup would have had two or three guys in the 6K or low 7K range. So it can happen. Um, I'm going to roll with DJ. I'm going to roll with uh, Xander, who I mentioned on the betting portion. Love the iron play. Love the record here. I, I feel like he's got that dog in him this week. So I'm going to go Xander. And then I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. So I'm going to play the. Uh, I'm going to play the shorter hitter, but a great player in the wind. Good record here as well. Those are my three tournament plays. I would definitely say Xander is a cash lock if you're into that sort of thing. And I'm fading Bryson, man. I wrote it down. Poor wedge player. Not great if you look at historically uh, his play in windy AF conditions on fantasynational.com slash TJ. Anything windy AF is 17 mile an hour winds or more, and Fantasy National has that data. And Bryson DeChambeau sucks in that win, which could be two days of this four-day tournament. Um, minus one strokes gained approach over his last 10 events. How about that? Last 10 events, he is negative one stroke in strokes gained approach. And he's lost 3.2 strokes T to green at Kapalua in his two attempts here. So I think Bryson is a clear fade, although you liked him in the betting market. So that's my 9K and above range. Did you give three GPPs or two? Three. DJ Xander Webb. Okay. Um, well, I like Bryson. He's one of my GPP plays this week. I mean, obviously, he's going to check the box off the tee. He is a definite scorer. He putts well on Bermuda grass. Yes, I do agree. The approach game does worry me. Um, but I still think he has as, as big an advantage on this course as anybody in this field. We've seen it. Um, so I am, I'm, I'm all in on Bryson. And I wonder what his ownership is going to be, actually, too. Because, you know, a lot of people got burned by him because everybody – it was either you had to make that decision with him to go all in during the Masters or not. And a lot of folks got burned. I wonder if his ownership is going to be a little bit lower than it should be. So I'm going to play some Bryson. I mentioned Cantlay as well when we talked about some picks. I like him at 9,800. Checks of oxygen approach off the tee. Top five here last year, so I do like Cantlay at 9,800. I like Victor Hovland at 9,200. He's another guy across the board. When you look at the stats that work well in this this 
course. He definitely checks the box there. One just a you know couple months ago at the Mayakoba. Um, so he's coming in in pretty good form. So I like Hovland as well at uh, at 9,200. And I had one fade, and that is going to be John Rahm mm. at 4. Now look, I know it's bold. I'm going bold. Yeah, that's 2021. But look, we know he's changing the equipment. So yeah. I think that could be somewhat of a factor. And yeah. I, I still think he's going to be pretty high in this week. So I'm going to fade some Rahm. And I look, I know, I know that's that's way out there. I think it's purely an ownership play, and I and I get it if you want to do that. I, we'll see how the ownership shakes out. I like Rom here. I don't care about the equipment change. These guys test this equipment long before they put it in play. Um, I asked Justin I, Rose that. I, I well, I mean, he went to Hanma. Like that's a little different. Like he he went to like he went to like black market golf equipment i mean hama's not saying, bad. you can't say equipment doesn't matter i mean look at all these damn these these pxg people that just can't get together when they go there true this isn't pxg though. i mean it's callaway taylor made a callaway i don't even know really what the difference is i actually think his ball is going to be worse i think the golf ball is going to be worse for him but i don't think it's going to i don't think it's going to matter what if he does uh, something like he just crushes a ball that he normally wouldn't have with his crappy tailor-made driver and he's all out of sorts and then we don't know what's going to happen the rest of it <laughs> all right let's get to the ak range uh right. two tournament plays here for me um i'm hoping i get a little ownership leverage here we'll see what happens i don't i don't know i'm gonna go with daniel berger i talked about him in the in the betting portion i like berger a lot here he loves bermuda ball striker can play well in the wind um i think he's probably pretty pumped to be back here at the tournament of champions uh, he currently 96 in the FedEx Cup. Not a not a big deal. It's early in the season, but I think it's something that you know you kind of look at it and go, let me get up, let me get up there in the FedEx Cup. I'm tired of seeing Stewart sink in the top five, right? Um, but he has played here twice, finished 14th, finished 11th, checks a lot of boxes in terms of ball striking. I like Berger, and then my boy Joaquin Neiman, who finished fifth here last year in his first time out, the first timer there, uh, long hitter, can take advantage off the tee, can hit it low if it gets windy. Um, and I think Neiman, I think Neiman's got a really good shot here, and I love the value that I get for him down at the bottom of the uh, of, of the near the bottom of the 8K range at 8,300 bucks. Um, I, I like Joaquin Neiman a lot. My fade here is going to be Abe Answer, first timer, really short off the tee, very short hitter, probably one of the shortest in the field. Uh, he's really thankful Brian Gay's here, or else he'd be the shortest guy in the field. I, I, I think Brian Gay's actually actually picked up some yardage. I heard. Uh, Bermuda is clearly his worst putting surface, and Abe makes a lot of strokes up on the putting greens. Bermuda's his worst if you look historically. He's 30th in strokes gained approach and 34th in opportunities gained um, over the last 24 rounds in this field of 42. Okay, so 30th and 34th out of 42 over the last 24 rounds equals no bueno for our boy Abraham Answer. And he doesn't do well on par fives. So I think he's an easy fade. Okay, well, I'll start off with that then so that we can move quickly. And answer was also my fade, so for all the reasons that you said. Nice. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, you didn't mention Finau, which I guess you did in the betting side, So, um, but he's one of my GPP plays at 8,900. I love him this, this week. I, I, it would be just so t Tony Finau-esque to win the first tournament oh, of this year. I love it. I hope he does. Take this whole monkey off his back about, you know, he can't win. A tournament that he shouldn't really be in. Too. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like Ohio State. No, 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 just kidding. They did this too well against Clemson. I gotta give them credit against Clemson, yeah. but they only played. Put it on them. But anyway, they, they played great. 
okay, I don't want to get into that discussion. But I like Finau. He definitely, I mean, off the tee approach, um, you know, scoring. He's, you know, he's second in the field in par five scoring. So I like him this week. And then Scotty Scheffler also at 8,500. Another guy, you look at the stats this week. I mean, he is fourth in the field off the tee. He's 14th in opportunities gained, checks the box in par five scoring as well. So I love some Scheffler at 8,500. Do you, would you like me to start with the 7K yeah. range, DB? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to start with a guy that you mentioned on the betting side, and that is Mr. Cam Champ at yes. 7,900. Absolutely love him this week. I mean, he could be in 90% of my lives. I just think that this is oh. a great fit for him. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be 90%, but it's going to be high. I love Cam Champ this week. Um, I, actually, I, I let me stop you there. I don't hate it. Like, let's take a stand this week. You know, I mean, it may be one of those weeks with a short field event. We haven't talked about this. With a short field event, 42 people, no cut, first event of the year. And, you know, it may not be a bad idea to scale back the bankroll a little bit if you're playing DFS. You know, I, I think in betting, you can fire away. Um, but I do think in terms of DFS, if you want to scale back the bankroll, I get it. And, but you know, whatever you do play, like take a stand, you know, take a stand and, and narrow down that player pool. Don't have a ton of exposure to these guys. If, if you normally play in full field events and you have exposure to 18 guys, right. Don't have 18 guys this week because it's a 42 man event, like scale it down and commit and just know that you're going to have, you know, heavier exposure numbers to these guys because there's so less players in the field. So I think that's, a, you know, if you have 90% camp champ, that's a lot, but I don't think it's like astronomical. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Though. I think that's, that is definitely the strategy you got to look at, uh, especially in a short field like this. Um, so camp champ like him. Also, I mentioned Jason Kokrak. I like him also at 7,300. Now I kind of started switching this to Munoz. So I, I'll throw his, I thought Sebastian is sort of, you know, Kokrak, and they're right there together for me. But I like them both. I think this is a, a good course fit, though, for Jason Kokrak. Um, you know, when he won his first tournament just a few months ago, it was in a no-cut event. Um, so a little less pressure to make the cut. I think he's an aggressive player. We know that about Kokrak, so I like that as well. My fate is Brennan Todd at 7,200. I just don't think Brennan Todd is well, yeah. worth for him at all. Um, okay. So there you go. Uh, I wrote down two names. One was Cam Champ. There you go. A lot of agreement there. Uh, the last one is a guy down there at the bottom. I think you get a nice, uh, nice little, nice little price break on at seven K. Ryan Palmer. I mentioned him in the betting portion as a possible top, top ten bet at four to one. Um, you know, Palmer finds himself here again, thinking like, "Whoa, what, what, what am I doing here? I shouldn't be here." Yeah, thanks. He finished seventeenth here last year, um, getting in because of the win at the Zurich Championship with uh, with John Rahm, but. Ryan Palmer is a player that hits it a long way, so he checks a box in distance, par five scoring, he checks that box. Pretty middle of the pack in terms of approach and opportunities gained. His best putting surface is Bermuda, which we get here. Um, I, I don't know. I think Palmer gives you some win equity. Now, last year he finished 17th on the leaderboard, but he finished 12th in DraftKings scoring. So I think from a DFS standpoint, he's an aggressive player. He scores well, and if it does get windy, he can play in the wind. He's a pretty good win player if you look historically on Fantasy National. Uh, and he's a Texas boy. Those Texas boys like to win. I think you get a really good price break with Ryan Palmer. In fact, I would roll Ryan Palmer in cash. I would go this low in cash if you wanted to for Ryan Palmer. So Champ and Palmer for me, my fate is Billy Ho. Uh, out of the 42-man field event over the last 24 rounds, he's 35th in strokes gain approach. 
32nd in par five scoring 27th in driving distance and uh, he's only gained three i'm sorry minus 3.42 strokes gained total here in two attempts at the century tournament of champions so i think i will avoid some billy horschel finally the 6k range pat in terms of dfs i got three names it's the same three names i talked about in the betting side they're really the only three names in the 6k i will consider and that is Lonto Griffin, Sebastian Munoz, and Martin Laird. Um, all three of these gentlemen have have actually played here before. Martin Laird ha- hasn't played in a while, but he did have a runner-up finish in 2012. We just saw him win the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open in October. Good ball striker, good win player, hits it long enough. Martin Laird, 6400 to get a nice price break there. Uh, I know we both like Sebastian Munoz. Uh, who we saw finish 17th here last year, who had a 7,500. Oh, I'm sorry, 7,500. Oh, I thought it was 6K. My bad. Well, I like <laughs> Oh, I did too. Oh, That's I looked at the wrong, uh, I looked at the wrong thing. I, w- I was actually thinking, uh, where, where is it? Stuart Sink. Sorry, Sink, Griffin, and Laird. I like Sink, Griffin, and Laird in the 6K. Um, my bad. 6,600 for Sink. I'm the rusty. old guy, Sink. But the he dude, he's a freaking mile. He's gained yeah. so much. Do you know, let me let me just tell you, in the last 24 rounds, okay, in this field, you're going to, I'm going to blow your mind. In the last 24 rounds, Stuart Sink ranks 11th in driving distance. 11th. I can't even believe that. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Xander Schauffele, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, all these guys in this field, he ranks 11th in the field and driving distance. Like, Sink has put on a lot of distance lately, and it's paid off for him. Like, we saw him, we saw his fall. I think it's $6,600. Like, it's a decent steal in DFS. If he finishes top, like he, it's very likely he could finish top 10, you know? He, it's very likely. You get a top 10 out of him, you're going to kill it. So, I like Lonto, Sink, and Laird. All right. Well, I have Lonto as well, and also, like, Kevin Nah. It's 6,700. He's actually been Kevin in pretty no. good form. Huh? Kevin, no for me. That's a no. I like him. I like nah. I think he's going to play well this week. You know, checks the box. And he's, he's in good form. Opportunities gained. Uh, Bermuda is his best surface putting. We know the guy can just get hot with a putter. So I like some Kevin Nah there at 6,700. So there you go. That completes my 6,800. Praise God, praise God. Huh? Hope everybody uh, enjoyed the DFS portion. Let's let's button this up, Pat. Let's talk about New Year's resis, New Year's resolutions um, for 2021. I'm excited about this, buddy. Everybody, feel free to chime in if you're if you're commenting, if you're watching on YouTube. You know, leave us a comment on that if you want. Don't forget to get your free entry into the Mayo Cup One and Done, worth a hundred dollars, free entry, and your shot at winning thirty thousand dollars. Okay. For first place 300k guaranteed across the contest all you got to do is subscribe to the youtube channel and then drop a comment on this video telling us one thing you would buy if you won the thirty thousand dollar first prize one thing you'd buy if you won the thirty thousand dollar first prize hit us with it pat let's uh let's talk about this you know last year let's talk about let's review okay let's talk about our goals for golf first of all okay golf goal <laughs> last year your golf goals were to play more golf. I'm pretty sure you did that. You did Check. that. All right, there's the one. Uh, the second thing you did is uh, a full play a full round of golf without any double 
bogeys. Now, I would bet my left testicle you did not meet that one. That did not happen. That okay. did not happen last year. I figured it would not, yes. Um, that's a shame. Your third golf goal was to pass on the love of the game to your boys. Now, I don't know if you did that. I feel like you didn't. I, well, I know, but yeah. Did you? Would you say you did, Pat? No. <laughs> okay, good. And it wasn't necessarily for a lack of trying. It's just it's uh, my boys are different. One of them is just not interested in that. He'd rather, you know, he's he's my my nerd, and I love him. And because of that, uh, he watches sometimes. Well, he might be watching right now. But that's a good thing, son. If you're watching, I I love you. Um, but he's just not into the sports. My younger one now, I I have gotten him a little more into golf than he was. As a matter of fact, I posted a video early in the year of his swing that uh, got some love. Max Homa gave him some love and things like that. So I would say it was sort of a kind of a half and half sort of thing. But yeah, I wouldn't give me a okay. chance for that. All so, right. So what are your 2021 golf goals? Oh, I'm going balls to the wall. Balls Great to God. the wall. They are going to be crazy. I, so I'm trying to make my, my actual non golf related ones more attainable, but the golf okay. ones are not that attainable. But I'm going to okay. put them out there anyway. Gain 10 to 15 yards off the tee. Oh, dang. Make a hole-in-one. <laughs> and number three, I just put win a trophy. So okay. I'm going to play in several events. I don't care if it's a flight win. I don't care if it's an overall win of all, you know member, 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 guest. Like, I want to win a trophy. Okay. I want to make a hole in one, and I want to gain ten to fifteen yards off the tee. I don't know if any of them are attainable, but I'm shooting for the stars with my golf-related goals this year. Clearly, clearly, um, can't wait to hear your game plan on gaining fifteen yards. What what is that? So Bryson's at the journey to what two o five, two fifteen, two o five. What what's his journey? Two o five ball speed or something? What's his? Somebody help me out in the comments. Bryson's journey to is it two o five ball speed? What's your yeah. your like journey to like one like one thirty ball speed? It, I'm not necessarily talking from a technical standpoint. Like for one, I think I'm near the bottom now because I don't think I have the right driver set up. So I think by just for just getting some better equipment is going to help. And then some of my personal goals, working out more, eating better, things like that, are going to help me. You know, more flexibility. Oh, that's, true. that's true. They're going to help me get to that that ten to fifteen yards. So Josh Kissler, famous listener Josh Kissler, thinks that the Cobra Rad may help you. How ironic would it be for Pat, the least rad person that we all know, to have a rad driver? Have you? Do you like the driver, Pat? Have you looked at it? You should get one. I haven't even looked at that damn thing. Is it ugly? <laughs> I think it actually looks pretty good. I've never owned a Cobra Club, but I actually think it looks pretty good. I'm not going to get it because if I got it, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, of course you did. The guy who wears the this like i'm not gonna get it but um i feel like 10 i mean i put 10 to 15 i mean 10 is a means that dude, I if you hit it in the center of the club face you will gain 20 you just have that's to what i'm saying face. like it's you not have like... to swing harder okay so there we go okay um all right interesting okay uh do you want to get to your personal goals or what do you want to do all right, we're real quick. My personal ones are more boring than the golf ones, but I made it that way. You said last year you would read four books. I'm pretty sure you didn't read four books. 
did not read four books. And let me tell you, this is what you don't do when you're starting something like that. One goal last year. (laughs) You don't pick. Well, I asked for suggestions and somebody gave me a freaking 900 page book called Shantaram, which I used to say, I started off saying it was Shantaram, but it's actually Shantaram. Somebody gave me the Shantaram book. The Shantaram book. And I read 400 pages of it, and it was like 900 and something pages. Now, it wasn't a bad book, but it was just a terrible way to start. I should have started with like a 200-page book. Then I would have actually accomplished who start, that. Who, who literally reads nothing and then starts with a 900-page book? Who does that? It was, it was dumb. I mean, I learned from it, but, well, I didn't really learn much. But anyway, um, what else did I have? I don't know, but anyway, what are your new ones for this year? I want to worry less. I've always been kind of a worrier. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm going to worry less, and that's that means doing a lot of things that make you worry, like you know, not exercising, drinking too much, not eating right, all that kind of stuff. I know that's boring and everything, but I'm definitely going to make that a, a big-time effort for me this year. Um, one thing I'm also going to do, and I haven't decided if this should be once a week or once a month, but I want to listen to a pod that is non-sports related and non-comedy related for either like once a week. I'm, I'm kind of thinking once a week. So I, I'm open to suggestions. If you got a good one out like there, self-help or just politics or like what? Any, like what, politics. Religion? I don't want politics. I, 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 so I don't want politics. I don't want sports, and I don't want comedy. Now I, I do want funny. It well, it could be funny. It's just I don't want it to be like like Theo Vaughn or something. I'm not. I don't oh. like that. Could listen to that. All. I love Theo Vaughn. Yeah. I'm saying in addition to those kind of things, I want one pod a week that I can listen to that is not in one. Like it's outside Basically, of my. This is replacing your read books. This is what this is. Yeah. This this is replacing the read books, <laughs> but I can listen to it for an hour. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I'm gonna do that. And then the last one, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think I was okay. Last year, it was um, I gave you the opportunity to give me one, and I don't even know which one, what you what you ended up giving me, or if you did at all. So this year, I'm gonna give the listener, uh, you know, they can give me one, and I'll see if I like it. I'll do it. Outside of that, I, I think it. better. I think the listener, how cool would it be? Because already on the, in the YouTube comments, uh, Rad Pat uh, or Pat Rad is trending. So I think it would be freaking amazing if the listeners could somehow hit up Cobra on social hard enough that they send you a driver. I think that would be freaking awesome. Like what a what a trophy for the listeners to be able to say we pressured Cobra so damn bad that they sent Pat a rad driver. You know, Cobra has all these influencers, right? Like, if you look on Instagram, they got all their influencers. You know, like the trick shot guys and the PGA memes. Our friend Travis at PGA memes, they got all these influencers. And then, what if they had? What if they added Pat to the stable <laughs> for the rad driver? Oh, damn! Anyway, all right, go ahead. What were yours last year? I, well, I all do, right. I, you know, some of them, and you attained a few, but not all. Yeah, uh, my golf goals last year, play more match play. I did not accomplish that. That is a negative. Take a putting lesson. Also did not accomplish that. Uh, Plan and execute the first ever Tour Junkies listener event at Championship. Asterisk. 
asterisk on that there. one because of COVID. I like, yep, I feel like I get a little Barry Bonds asterisk there um, because of COVID. We were definitely me and Pat have talked about this a lot. Ben has talked about we've talked about this a lot. Um, we, I definitely want to make that a thing. I'm not going to cheat. It's, I, I'm definitely I definitely want to make that a thing. Yes, that is one of my goals. I want to make that a thing this year. Uh, the back half of 2021, I will plan a listener event in Augusta at Champions Retreat. The best time of year to play golf in Augusta is like October, November. That will that will happen. I will be planning that. So there you go. Uh, but I did not execute any of those. Uh, my golf my golf uh, goals for this year are similar. The listener event. There you go. Uh, the putting lesson. I will be taking a putting lesson. In fact, it will be on the calendar very shortly. I will take a putting lesson. I haven't made a putting lesson since like quarter one. Like the last time I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't made a putt since quarter one. The last time I made a putt, nobody knew it. Everybody thought COVID-19 was like a wide receiver for a SEC school. Um, the, the third and final goal is I will shallow the damn club. I am going to shallow the club as I approach it. In my downswing, you will see the club on my right forearm for the first time in my life in a full swing, full speed swing. I will shallow the club and I will screenshot it and I will put it up on social media for all the naysayers to see. That Those are my three goals. My non-golf goals are I'm going to read, wait for it, two books. I'm going to start off real small because I read... Now, but actually, I read I read a cookbook in 2020. That's the only book I read. I read a cookbook, but it was a thick, long. It was like a cookbook. If Megan the Stallion were a cookbook, that's the cookbook I read. Was so it 900 I, pages? It uh, actually it was close. It was close, and I literally read the thing from front to back during quarantine. Um, so I'm going to read two books. That is a very achievable goal, but it is not one that I accomplished last year. So I feel like it's somewhat of a stretch. I'm going to lift weights or workout exercise 150 days of 2021. I've already done two. 150 days of 2021, I'm going to lift weights and work out. I'm going to keep doing that. And then finally, and this is this is something I think the Tour Junkies listeners could help with. This is I've never I've never said this on the show. This has never been said on the show. Um, hey Pat, can you look to your right and hold it? To my right? Yeah, yeah. Or just stop swiveling. Just okay, stay, stay. Be still. Okay, look the other way, just in case that's not right. Look the other way. Keep going. Keep going. Hurry up. Oh my god. Okay. Um, all right. My final goal is i've never said this on the show before i'm putting this into the ether i never understood what that meant i want the tour junkies to be my full-time job by, by 2022 that is what i want i want it to be my full-time job by 2022 i Definitely, it is a full-time job right now. Um, it is not my it's not my only full-time job. It is my second full-time job right now. So I think it would be appropriate for the listeners to help me accomplish this, right? Um, I would be making the leap first before Pat 
But I think there's enough that we could do. There's enough value we could add to the sports betting DFS world that, uh, that I could do this thing full time and add a lot more content, a lot more cool stuff for the tour junkies, but I need your help. Okay. This is the deal. We need our listeners to help us grow. We need you to spread the word, you know, spread it, tell people about it. Don't hide the tour junkies podcast. Part of the problem with DFS is that you're competing against other people. So, like, if you trip over and fall and st- stumble on the Tour Junkies podcast, you're like, ooh, I got a gold mine. I got a Nut Hut membership. I got some inside caddy info. I got some really sharp players in there, teach, you know, helping me take money from my boys over here, my buddies over there. You know, I don't need to tell them about it. F- forget that, man. That's old school thinking, right? That's old school thinking. We need you to help us spread the word, you know. Don't be like, you know, like, you know, don't hide it. Don't hide it. You know, you guys remember when you were in middle school and like you're in the locker room in middle school and everybody's starting to show their wieners for the first time, right? And, they, and you want to hide your wiener because it's real small. You know, you're walking around with your boxers on and you don't want to take it off or you, you do something funny with your towel or you act like you don't need a shower. You don't take a shower and you stink because you don't want to let your wiener out. Don't do that. Don't make us your small wieners. Don't make the Tour Junkies podcast your tiny wieners. Don't hide us, man. Let us live. Let us go. Let us out there. Let us flop around in your friends, at your friends, in the in the speakers of your friend's car. So tell some people about us is what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. So that's the only way we can grow this thing and I can make this thing full time is if you guys spread the word because our currency is our listeners and our viewers. That is the currency. So you guys make it happen. If we don't grow the if we don't grow you guys and you know a couple girls. Shout out Nita Issa. Um, that we don't we don't it doesn't happen. So that's 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 it. That's my goal. I yeah, I didn't realize we were going the small or not the small, but the the penis route. <laughs> but you anyway, know, a, theme, a theme for 2021 is gonna be a lot of wiener discussion. I just feel like we should just talk about it. You know, it's 2021. Like why why should we not talk about it? See, even people in the chat are already making wiener confessions. This is good. This is healthy. It's okay. I just want y'all to spread the word. I don't care if you need to compare it to wieners or not. Just spread the damn word about the tour junkies. Hey, spread some. Don't 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 spread something people don't want. You know, we don't need to spread some some other stuff. No, no, don't spread the tour junkies word. Man, what a great first show. We we went all over the place. Way too long, but yeah, um, it was a good show. We had a lot to cover. A lot going on first of the year. We appreciate everybody listening, everybody watching. Don't forget, leave a comment in the, in the YouTube comments here on the video if you're watching. Um, you know, what you would do if you won $30,000 first place money in the Pat Mayo Cup one and done challenge. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Meet us up in the Nut Hut on Wednesday nights for the chat. Can't wait. <sighs> Don't make TJ your small wiener. It's really what, what it all boils. It really all life all boils down to that Mm. me and pat don't deserve to be your small wiener you know in life you got four friends you know you got five friends maybe six have you told them about us have you have you said something have you mentioned it have you shared a link that's a question only you can answer and i think you should answer it yeah I'm 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 gonna let that sit there in silence for a second I should think about it. Um, 
use word use bone more too in your everyday language. Yeah, yeah, use bone. All right, well now we're just dragging this out for the fun of it. All right, we got to do TJ after dark. I'm feeling the wild leap. It's going to be a good week. May your screens be green. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's going to be a good year. Don't make TJ your small wiener. See ya.